तेनात्मेतीत मन द डिस्कशन दस गोइंग ऑन हियर पर्टेन्स टू द डिफरेंट ओपिनियंस दैट पीपल हैव अबाउट द नेचर ऑफ आत्मा देर आर दोज मटेरियलिस्ट हु बिलीव दैट दिस बॉडी सेल्फ इज आत्मा बिकॉज दिस इज वॉट एक्सपीरियंस वी हैव द अहम भाव इन दायरेक्ट एक्सपीरियंस that i am a man i am a woman i am tall i am short i am fat i am lean all the experiences show that i am the body <coughs> and the body is a conscious entity atma is a conscious being body also is conscious and therefore body is atma this is opinion of the charvakas the materialists and they always find some statement from the upanishad to support opinion आत्मा when there is something other than the gross body there is something within the gross body which keeps the body alive when which which when departs the body dies as long as which factor was there in the body so long body was alive and when that leaves this body then the body dies that shows that body is not the atma there is something else because of which the body is alive and therefore gross body cannot be atma then what is atma according to you They say, well, the sense organs are atma. The eyes, ears, the all the organs of perception, the organs of action, they are atma. Why do you say that? Because you have experience. What is our experience? I am talking, I see, I hear, I am walking, I am doing, and so on and so forth. This also is our experience. And when I say that I see, or I hear, or I walk, or I talk, that shows that it is the sense organs with which I am identified. and therefore that experience reveals that the sense organs are atma but we say that the sense organs are inert how can they be atma is who say the sense organs are inert they are also conscious entities where do you get that this is what we find in the upanishad so several upanishad reports a samvad a dialogue between the different sense organs not only dialogue but a kalaha in fact a quarrel among the sense organs where each one claims its supremacy and these dialogues show that the sense organs must be conscious entities because inner things can never have a dialogue or they never can quarrel amongst each other amongst one another and therefore the sense organs are also conscious entities and therefore atma is conscious entity being and so sense organs are also atma <coughs> this is this how they justify the opinion the sense organs are atma well what actually is there is when these dialogues are reported in the upanishad it is not really to mean that the sense organs are conscious beings it is really to establish the supremacy of prana for the purpose of meditation because prana hai jest hai shresth hai so one who meditates upon jest and shresth the eldest as well as the, the most exalted he also becomes jest and shresth that's the idea to prove the prana to be the supreme in this whole upadhi is the purpose of the dialogue and then also if you think that 
there was really a dialogue among the sense organs. It was a dialogue among the presiding deities of sense organs. So there is a discussion in Brahma Sutra as to how do we understand these passages from Shruti. And then the conclusion is that by these sense organs, namely eyes, ears, etc., we should understand the presiding deities and their conscious entities. And thus there was a, a dialogue or a quarrel among them. Like we see a story in Keno Upanishad where in uh, this Agni and Vayu and Indra, all these devatas go to the Yaksha and to show that they are supreme, but then there is someone else. So, so even, uh, it is not the sense organs, but these presiding deities who are conscious entities. And even if you say that the sense organs are Atma, then how many Atmas are there? Is a whole group of sense organs become one Atma, or each one of them is separate Atma? If the whole group of them is Atma, then if one of them is away, then if one of them is not there, then Atma should die. But then we continue to remain alive even when one of them, like eyes or ears, stop functioning. That shows that their group cannot be Atma, nor each one of them can be Atma, because there can be so many Atmas in one place. So that Paksha also is refuted. And there are others who say that, no, no, it is prana, this vital energy that is Atma. <coughs> Why do you say that? Because when everyone is sleeping, then also the prana is awake. In the deep sleep, the mind is sleeping, sense organs are sleeping, all the faculties are asleep. At that time, who is the one that is awake and protecting this body? Prana is awake. And that shows that it is prana because of which the life is and therefore he is atma. <coughs> Then there are people who say, no, no, prana cannot be atma. Why cannot be atma? Because atma or I should be bhokta or enjoyer. It is also my experience that I am the experiencer of pleasure and pain. I am bhokta or experiencer. Well, prana cannot be experiencer because prana is jada and therefore he cannot be experiencer. And therefore they dismiss prana or the vital energy to be atma. They say that mind alone is atma. So, mana atma iti manyante upasana parajanaha. Those people who are committed to upasana or meditation, they say that mind is atma. <coughs> because the bhaktrutam or the enjoyership belongs to the mind, atma is enjoyer and therefore mind is atma. Where do you find support from this opinion of yours? Then they quote a statement, mana eva manushyanam karanam bandhamokseyoho. Look, I think Amurta Bindu Upanishad or one of those Upanishads says this. Manayeva Manushyanam Karanam Bandhamokseyoho. That mind alone is the cause of the bondage and liberation. It is Atma who is bound and Atma who is liberated. And that Sudhi says that mind alone is the cause of bondage and liberation. And therefore, mind is Atma. And of course, Taitri Upanishad says, Tasmadvai Tasmad Pranamayad Anyondara Atma Manumayaha. That is compared to pranamaya, there is another one and inferior to pranamaya, who is the atma, and that is manumaya. So according to Taitri Upanishad also, this mind is atma. Thus, this is how the inquiry proceeds. I don't know whether they really say this or not, between you and me. But then, we present them in this manner. So all these different contenders are there. And their opinions are all placed here in a certain format in order to show a certain thought development. So this is how then we understand why the body, the sense organs, the prana, the mind, and so far became that the, uh, the opinion is 
So the mind is Atman. Now we continue further from the verse 69, <coughs> where it says, Manasahabi antarasya vijnanasya atmatravadinaha bodhasya matam darshayadi. There are other people who say, no, the mind is not Atman. There is something that is even superior to the mind. There is something subtler than the mind. There is something interior as compared to the mind. There is something that even controls the mind. So that which controls, that which is subtler, that which is superior, that which is interior, that should be Atma. <coughs> and so compared to the mind, this Vijnana or the Buddhi is superior. And therefore, that Buddhi must be Atma. <coughs> Manasahati Antarasya Vijnanasya Atmatvavadhyaya Baudhasya. This is Baudha. So Buddhas are those who are Kshanika Vijnanaya. So those people who say that Atma is in the nature of Kshanika Vijnanam, momentary consciousness. And where do you get this idea? Because Buddhi is constantly changing. And they take Buddhi as the Atma. Deham Pranamanendri, what they have, Deham, Buddhinda Sunyam Vidhu, yeah. Chalam buddhinta sunyam vidhu. Chalam buddhi means buddhi is constantly changing or, or, or moment to moment changing. That momentary consciousness. So buddhi is considered to be atma by dikshanika vijnana. Understand, this is how we present them here, by the way. If you go to dikshanika vijnana, he may not necessarily admit what he say about him. But then for our understanding, we categorize them in this manner. It may be pretty oversimplification of, to present their views. However, it, it is very convenient for us to look at the various opinions in this manner and ultimately arrive at what the Upanishad has to say. <coughs> so the verse 69 says here, <coughs> Vijnana Matme Tiparaha Ahuhukshanika Vadinaha Yato Vijnana Mulatvam Manasogam Yateshudam Vijnana Atma Iti pare ahuhu khanikavadinaha. Pare means others khanikavadinaha. Those people are vadinaha means contenders. And khanikavadinaha, those who say that atma is khanikaha or momentary. They say that vijnanam atma, this buddhi is atma, buddhi is the self. Vijnanasya antaratve yuktimaha. How do you say this buddhi? Or intelligence is Atma, intellect is Atma. How? So the second line of the verse gives the reason why they think that it is Buddha of intellect that is the Atma. Yataha Vijnana Mulatvam Manasaha Gammitis Fudam. You must prove that Buddha is subtler than the mind, Buddha is superior to the mind, Buddha is controller of the mind. If you can prove that, then yes, it gets established that 
buddhi atma of the mind and the buddhi should be atma and not the mind and therefore they give here a reason yataha because vijnana mulatvam manasaha mulatvam karanatvam vijnana karanatvam manasaha that manaha mind has is karanam or the cause in vijnana when the vijnana the buddhi is the cause of the mind gamyate <coughs> sutam this can be very clearly seen it can be very clearly seen that the buddhi is the cause of the mind <coughs> and that we know very well how interact of buddhi is nishyatmika antakanavutti meaning that uh, that mode of the mind which is determining faculty so when the mind assumes a determining mode then it is called buddhi so the determinations or the ascertainment of the decision making faculty or judging judging faculty is buddhi and what is the mind does this what we say that mind is the impulsive faculty occasionally generally it is understood as emotional faculty but then it is not emotional faculty it is really more emotional faculty also it is but it's more impulsive faculty also so we need to respond or react rather and all of these things are based on certain patterns that are already built into our mind so we have certain built in thought patterns according to which we respond or react to the different situations and how do these thought patterns get built into that on account of some kind of a judgment or some kind of a ascertainment which was done at some point in time at some point in time i i judged the situation in such a manner and the judgment was correct repeated again and again and then that conclusion got settled and that developed into a, a thought pattern and so all these different patterns which do not involve any thinking at all and they are automatically built in this faculty is what we call mind however all these patterns are have can be traced into some kind of a conclusions in our intellect and if the conclusion in intellect changes in course of time that pattern also will change like likes and dislikes are also patterns of thinking that moment i come across a certain person or a situation automatically a pattern called like or attachment immediately arises or when i come across someone else a dislike arises based on the conclusions that have been made in the past and if my conclusions is the change that like and dislike also will change if i discover something about the person which i did not know i may start liking the person and then whatever dislike i had first may go away and the pattern may change so all the patterns of the mind exhibits all of them are based on some conclusions in the intellect which we may have to search today and therefore the intellect that in fact sets the train for all our responses or all the patterns which we call emotional patterns <coughs> and therefore also the sankalpa vikalpa all the different doubts arise in the mind and the doubt also gets settled when the buddhi or the intellect makes a decision and also as it was said earlier later on how the buddhi is the one that directs the mind to do various things and that is how buddhi or the intellect is in all respects interior controller superior to the mind and therefore that should properly be called atma <coughs> now while on the subject one minor point is point also is clarified here 
टीकाकरण विज्ञान में विज्ञान मन शब्दवाच्य अंतकरण से कथम मनोविज्ञान कार्यकारण भाव है आशंका इट इज इनफैक्ट डोंट थिंक दर आर टू माइंड इन साइड दर आर टू फैकल्टीज वन फैकल्टीज कॉल माइंड एंड अनदर फैकल्टीज कॉल इंटरलेक्ट नॉट दैट यू आर टू फैकल्टीज इन द बिगिनिंग पीपल थिंक यू नो दे आर टू फोर थिंग इन साइड वन इज कॉल अहंकार वन इज कॉल चित्रम वन इज कॉल मन वन इज कॉल बुद्धि पर वन इज ऑन दिस साइड ऑफ हेड अदर ऑन अदर साइड ऑफ हेड एंड थिंग्स लाइक दैट इट्स नॉट सो इज ऑन वन माइंड और वन तस्करणम that alone gains a designation of buddhi when it is determining that alone gains a designation of manah when it is vacillating etc that alone gains a designation of chittam when it is reflecting or thinking or remembering and that alone gains a designation of ahankara when it is asserting so there is only one faculty antahkaram is one alone so this is antahkarnasya ekatvat what we call mind and what we call buddhi both of them are वन अंतकरण कथम मनोविज्ञान कार्यकारण भाव देन मन एंड विज्ञान बोथ ऑफ दैम बींग वन अंतकरण हाउ कैन देर बी कार्यकारण भाव हाउ कैन वन मन ऑल्सो इज अंतकरण एंड विज्ञान ऑल्सो इज अंतकरण हाउ कैन वन अंतकरण बी इफेक्ट एज वेल एज कॉज यू नो सो वन थिंग कैनॉट बी इफेक्ट एंड कॉज साइमलटेनियसली एंड जब हाउ डू से दैट द विज्ञान एंड द मन आर रिलेटेड एज कारण एंड कार्य आशंका तम उपादयुम तवत् दर्शयती तम मीन्स कार्यकारण भाव उपादयुम इन ऑर्डर टू शो दैट कार्यकारण भाव इज सैनेबल इज रीजनेबल तयोद तवत् दर्शयती टू बिगिन विद तयो बुद्धिमनसो भेदम तवत् दर्शयती फर्स्ट थी ऑफर शोज द डिफरेंस बिटवीन वॉट कॉल बुद्धि इन मन What is the nature of buddhi and what is the nature of manah? That is first shown in verse seventeen. Aham vritti ridham vritti hi. Ityanta karanam vidha. Vijnanam syadham vritti hi. ऑर्गन इट इज इनर ऑर्गन विद रेफरेंस टू दर्गन फॉर परसेप्शन एंड ऑर्गन फॉर एक्शन विच आर आउटर ऑर्गन बट इट इज करणम करणम मीन्स अ टूल और एन इम्प्लीमेंट यू नो दिस कॉल करणम जस्ट एज फॉर ए वुड कटर वेन इज स्प्लिटिंग वुड ही इज एन एक्स इन इज हैंड एंड विद द हेल्प ऑफ द एक्स ही स्प्लिट्स वुड देन एक्स इज कॉल करणम एन इम्प्लीमेंट विद द हेल्प ऑफ विच ही एकाउंप्लिशेज ए सर्टन कार्यम एकाउंप्लिश सर्टन एक्शन and so this wood cutter is called karta he is very agent of action of splitting the wood the axe is the karanam meaning the implement which he employs in order to accomplish that action and the wood is called karma the object upon which 
the action is done. <coughs> and definitely the agent is always controller of the implement, meaning it's a woodcutter who controls that X. He employs the X as he requires or as he likes, and therefore he should be considered to be superior to that X. So the karta is always superior to karanam, because as I say, swatantraha karta. That karta of the agent always is swatantraha. Swatantra. When I have control over myself, I am called swatantraha. And so the karta of the agent always is independent, and karanam always is subservient to the karta, meaning it always serves the purpose of karta. <coughs> so even though the antahkarana of the mind is one, still it performs two specific kinds of functions. One is aham vrittihi, other is idam vrittihi. So vrittayastvaham vrittimasidaha vrittayomano vidyaham manaha. That Ramana Mahasaya says, manasantakim marganekrita. When you really make an inquiry as to what's the nature of this mind, the next inquiry, vrittayastvaham vrittimasidaha. Idam vrittayaha. So there are two kinds of vrittis or thoughts in our mind. One is called idam vrittayaha meaning thoughts pertaining to objects, idam, another is aham vritti, thoughts pertaining to aham or the subject. So there is a whole set of thoughts which has their objects, which has its object in the outer world, and there is another set of thoughts called aham vritti or the eye thoughts which has its object in the eye or the subject. <coughs> and that's what is said here, aham vrittihi, idam vrittihi. In our mind, these two kinds of thoughts are there, one is aham thought, I thought, other is this thought. <coughs> of which, vijnanam syat aham vrittihi idam vrittir manomhave. Of this, aham vritti is called vijnanam. <coughs> so buddhi is aham, ahankara is there in the buddhi. And idam vrittihi, idam means the, the, this thought, or what is called karanam, that is the mind. So, in the antahkarana of the mind also, we have these two faculties, one is called karta, and that is the buddhi. That is karanam, meaning instrument, that is called manaha. So manaha is karanam, and buddhi is karta. <coughs> so even though mind is one, it in fact consists of these two aspects. One is called idam vritti, other is the aham vritti. Idam vritti is like karanam, like an instrument or a tool or an implement, and aham vritti is like the karta, the agent. <coughs> okay. Then says tayoho kari karana bhavamaha. Alright. Suppose the mind has these two kinds of thoughts, so what? He says, well, they are related as cause and effect. How? That's being said in verse 71. <coughs> Aham pratyabhi jatvam. Aham pratyabhi jatvam. Idam vrutteritis putam. Idam vrutteritis putam. Aviditvasvamatmanam. Aviditvasvamatmanam. Vashyam Aham pratyadiyatvam idam vrittehe it is sudam. Sudam again it is very clear that idam vrittehe aham pratyadiyatvam 
तो इदम वृत्ते है अहम प्रत्यय बीजित मीनिंग इदम वृत्ति ही अहम प्रत्यय बीजा तो बीजा द कोज ऑफ इदम वृत्ति इन अहम प्रत्यय मीनिंग अहम प्रत्यय आई थॉट इज द कॉज ऑफ दिस थॉट तो सब्जेक्ट थॉट इज द कॉज ऑफ द ऑब्जेक्ट थॉट इट इज सुडम इट इज वेरी क्लियर तदेव उपपाद हाउ इज इट क्लियर हाउ डू से दैट द अहम थॉट द आई थॉट इज the cause of this thought or rhythm thought how do you say that second line says avidhitva swamatmanam bahyam vekti na tukvachita kvachita in no place bahyam vekti never do you see anything outward anything that is outside avidhitva swamatmanam swam atmanam avidhitva swam means myself atmanam is myself so unless i first of all know myself Bhāsyam nadu kvachit vetti. It is never possible for me to know anything that is out there. It is not possible for me to know any object. It is not possible to, for me to have even thought or thought of an object unless first there is a thought of the subject. So unless I am there, no knowledge can take place. No activity can ever take place unless I am there. So even when I say that I am sukhi, I must be there. and then that happiness is there aham dukhi even there also i must be there the sukham dukham all of these happiness and happiness these are all idam vritte hai all of these are objective thoughts but then that sukham dukham etc can be there only when there is someone who knows them and therefore for example in the deep sleep when the aham vritti also is not there there is no activity no transaction No idam vritti also. In the deep sleep, when aham vritti is not there, idam vritti is not there. In the waking and dream state, aham vritti is there, idam vritti is there. Therefore, we say by another way, there is a we say that the idam vritti depends upon aham vritti. <coughs> and therefore, so atmanam avidhitva. Even in first of all, unless I shine, I am there. That individual is there. There is no way that there can be any knowledge. or any cognition of objects outside bhashyam vetti nitukvachita sevi tikakara aham vritti udaya abhave idam vritti anudayat anayoho karyakana bhavah ityasah aham vritti udaya abhave in absence of the arising of aham vritti or the i thought idam vritti anudayat is not possible that the idam vritti or this thought can ever arise and therefore अनयोह कार्य कारण भाव है ऑब्वियस अहम वृत्ति निदम वृत्ति और विज्ञान एन मन है देर इज कार्य कारण भाव है कोज इन इफेक्ट रिलेशनशिप एंड दिस वॉट यू फाइंड इन डीप स्लीप इन डीप स्लीप इन अहम वृत्ति इज नॉट देर इवन अहंकार ऑल्सो इज कम्प्लीटली मर्ज इन इग्नोरेंस सो इन डीप स्लीप अहम वृत्ति ऑल्सो इज नॉट देर एट दैट टाइम देर इज नो इदम वृत्ति आई दैर एंड ऑल्सो वेन यू वेकअप What is it that the first arises? You know, when you wake up, the first thing that arises, first of all, that arises a general consciousness. Before I wake up, there is what we call unmanifest or objective. And when I wake up, there is first a general awareness, not even awareness of I, just awareness as such, general awareness. And then there is the awareness of I, that I am there. Then I look around, where am I? Sometimes what happens is when you go out of town, 
when we go into these different spiritual camps and we, some place we are there, traveling Himalayas and some funny places you are there and sleeping where? You have no idea at all. In some corner somewhere you might be lying down there and all of a sudden you wake up you don't know where you are. It takes a little while for you to orient yourself. Then I say, hey, wait a minute, I am here. Hello, much? I am this in the camp. What's the time? Five, five I am supposed to be there in the meditation and then I jump, you know. And then you finish off all your things and then ultimately go and sit there and whatever it is. But then it takes a while before all these things we become aware of. So that process is very similar to the process of creation. That's how the Sankhyas describe the creation process. The first that arises is what they call Mahatattvam. Mahatattva means the total intellect. And then arises Ahankaraha, is the sense of individuality. Then arises all these sense organs, mind and so on and so forth. And therefore, what occurs first is called cause and what comes later is called effect. And therefore, so we say that Aham Vritti is Karanam, Idam Vritti is Karyam. Karanam or cause is always superior to the effect, subtler than the effect, interior with reference to effect, and independent with reference to effect. And therefore, it is Buddhi or the Vijnanam that should properly be called Atma and not Manaha. <coughs> so these verses show that it is intellect which is Atma and not the mind. Okay, then you have to establish that this intellect is momentary. Then you arrive at the Kshanika Vijnana Vadaha. So Tasya Vijnanasya Kshanikatve Anubhavam Pramanayati. You know the establish Kshanikatvam or momentariness of this intellect. Anubhavam Pramanayati. He presents Anubhavam or our direct experience itself as Pramanam. So itself is shown as the proof that this Vijnanam or intellect is momentary. <coughs> Says in the verse 72, Kshane Kshane Janmana Sau Aham Vritter Matau Yataha Vijnanam Kshanikam Tena Svaprakasham Svato Mitehe Yataha Kshane Kshane Aham Vrittehe Janmanasau Matau Yataha since Kshane Kshane every moment Aham Vrittehe of the eye thought Janmanasau Matau or Mitau Another reading is Mitau, Gnatau we know very well that every moment ahankara changes. It is true that every moment the I thought keeps on changing. Every moment the notion that I entertain about myself keeps on changing. This moment I am happy, other moment I am unhappy, this moment I am father, next moment I am son, this moment I am speaker, next moment I am listener, and so on and so forth. So moment to moment that ahamrutti or I thought keeps on changing. And therefore, this is something that is directly known to everybody, and therefore no pramanam is needed. You don't require shruti in order to prove something that you know directly. And so it's a matter of our direct experience that aham vritti or the I thought changes momentum and keeps on janmana. So, the I thought is born and I thought is gone. 
And I thought it's born, I thought it's born. And so that I keeps on changing every moment. <coughs> because the aham also changes sympathetically with reference to idam. As idam or the object changes, that aham also changes. Because of my identification with the object, it's not that I have to change. But moment a sukhavrutti or a thought of happiness arises, immediately I find myself to be sukhi or happy. If a dukhavrutti or unhappy thought arises, I find myself unhappy. So happy, unhappy, pleasant, sad, and so on and so forth. Constantly, this I, I thought keeps on changing. And therefore it is, so janmana, so there is birth and death constantly of this vritti. Shana, shana, every moment. And therefore we say that, yataha, since this is the case, yataha vijnanam kshanikam tena, tena vijnanam kshanikam. Therefore we say that, vijnanam or the intellect is kshanikam, kshanikam means momentary, because it's a matter of our experience. But how do you experience? How did you arrive at this knowledge that vijnanam is kshanikam, that buddhi is momentary, how did you arrive at that? He says, so, says Tikagara, Kshanikattvam Upapadya, so Prakashattvam Upapadayati. From the experience he has taught us or shown how the intellect or the eye thought is constantly changing, that is a matter of experience. So having established that by, on the strength of our experience, now he also establishes that this Vijnana or Buddha is so Prakasha, meaning it is self-effulgent. All the Buddhas always expect, except what we call Swasamvedyatvam, or the self-knowingness. They say that Atma knows itself. And so Atma or Buddhi, as they call Atma, it has a very unique characteristic that it knows itself. And therefore you do not require another awareness in order to eliminate Atma. Atma knows itself as Kshanika. So how do you know that the buddhi is kshanika? Because in buddhi, which is atma, there is svasamvedyatvam, there is the self-knowingness there itself. We don't accept that. We say that I cannot know myself because I cannot be simultaneously knower and known. Because I will be this kartru and karma, the subject-object duality which cannot exist in one. However, they accept it. They say that I can know myself. And so there is Svasamvedyatvam in Atma. So Buddhi or Vijnanam is Atma, and Vijnanam is Svasamvedyatvam, self-knowingness, and therefore I know that I am Kshanika. <coughs> so says, Svaprakasam Svato Mitehe. Svataha Mitehe. Mitehe means Svajnanat, or Svenaiva Paramitatva Vityarsaha. So I know myself, since this Buddhi is self-revealing, or buddhi self-knowing, therefore I know myself as kshanika or momentary. So I do not require any other agency in order to know that. And so it says, svaprakasam svato mitehe. Since I know myself to be kshanika, therefore this vijnana is svaprakasam, meaning it is self-evulgent, self-revealing or self-knowing. <coughs> well, the footnote number one gives us that anumanam, Prasata idam anumanam vijnanam svaprakasam bhavitamarhati prama vishetvaditi. He says vijnanam meaning this buddhi svaprakasam bhavitamarhati. This buddhi must be 
सेल्फ इफलजेंस और सेल्फ नोइंग वाई परमा विषय बिकॉज इट इज नोन सो आई नो दी बुद्धि आई नो दी अहंकारा एस कॉन्स्टेंटली चेंजिंग एंड सिंस इट इज नोन पैर पर इट इज एन ऑब्जेक्ट ऑफ नॉलेज एंड सिंस इट इज नोन देन देर इज नथिंग अदर देन दैट देर पर इट इज सेल्फ रिविलिंग ऑल्सो एंड देर पर दिस विज्ञान इज सेल्फ रिविलिंग एंड देर पर इज नोन टू दिक्षणिकम नाउ दे ऑल्सो हैव टू प्रेजेंट फॉर आर सेटिस्फैक्शन सम स्टेटमेंट्स इन दी उपनिषद फ्रॉम द श्रुति टू शो दैट इवन योर उपनिषद ऑल्सो से दिस It's very interesting that in India, this Christian priest they go around and teach Ishavastu Upanishad as though it is a Christian uh, scripture, you know, Ishavastam, you know. So Isha means Christ. So Christ in in India is called so Jesus Christ is called Ishu Christ. So Jesus is called Ishu. Ishu means Isha, and Ishavastu Upanishad Ishavastam Idam Sarvam. So Ishu is this Isha. And therefore, the Ishavasya Upanishad is is actually Upanishad pertaining to Christ, and somehow then they will do whatever is necessary. But so anyway, you must show then how people will accept it. In India, people will accept something. They say the Veda said it, then people will accept it because Veda Vakya is always Pramanam, is ultimate authority. And so everybody has to show. Everybody will manage to show some kind of statement from somewhere. You know, for example, Vijnanasya Agama, Vijnanasya Atmatve. आगम प्रमाण क्या है हाउडू से विज्ञान और इस बुद्धि आत्मा वेडी टू फाइंड दट आगम प्रमाणम आगम इज आप्तवाक्यम सो द वाक्य और इज द स्टेटमेंट ऑफ द वाइफ आप्तम इज वन नोज द स्टेटमेंट ऑफ द नॉलेजेबल पर्सन इज कॉ आप्तवाक्यम देर इज कॉ आगमम सो वेदा दरसो पार आगमम आगमम देर फॉर इज दैट बाय द परंपरा और बाय दिस बाय द होल ट्रेडिशन The teaching that comes down to us from the teacher to the student, that whole parampara is called agama, and so Kenopanis is also quote such a thing. So, anyadevata vidhat atho avidhat adhi. This is agama. He says, na vidmaha, na vijani maha, yathaitad anushishya. We do not know how else can atma be instructed about. So we don't know how else to give instruction about Atma other than what we have said that Atma is a ear of the ear and the mind is mind, etc. Then students say, anyhow you have to teach me, anyhow you have to reveal Atma to me. He says, okay. Then Agam is a pramanam. Anya devata vidita atho avidita adhi. So this is how this is how we have learned from our teachers. So this jnana parampara, so this teaching that is handed down from this teacher to the student. Also becomes agamam. It is shushrum purveesham. In a step, which is actually this is what we heard from our purveesham from earlier acharyas who expounded this truth in this manner. Anya devata dvijatat atho avijatat adhi, and that is called agamam. And so anyway, Upanishad also, all Vedas also is part of agamam because there also is the same teaching tradition. So agamam pramanam kya hai? And here. He quotes again in the Upanishad in order to show how this buddhi or vijnana is atma. Says in the verse seventy-three. Vijnana maya kosho yam. 
जीव इत्यागमाजुसार जन्मनाश सुखादिक अयम विज्ञानमय कोश है जीव है आगमा जगुहु आगमा दिप्चर्स ऑल द ट्रेडिशन से दैट अयम विज्ञानमय कोश है जीव है और विज्ञानमय कोश है अयम जीव है दिस जीव इज विज्ञानमय कोश है विज्ञान में मिस बुद्धि इज जीव इज दी संसारी इज दी इंडिविजुअल सोल दैट इज वॉट द स्क्रिप्चर से विचार स्क्रिप्चर्स द टीकाकर से तस्माद्वा एक तस्माद मनोमयात अन्यंतर आत्मा विज्ञान में है दिस इज वॉट तैतरी उपनिषद सेज कंपेर्ड इवन दिस मनोमय कोश है द मेंटल शीट That is what we call the intellectual sheath or the sheath of the intellect, and that intellect is presented there as the self of the mind. Vijnana yajnam tanute karmani tanute pichha. Also, the third one says Vijnanam yajnam tanute. Who is the one who performs the yajna? Karmani tanute pichha, and who is the one who performs all these other other chores and other activities? विज्ञानम इट इज बुद्धि विच इज वेरी अहंकार इज देर दैट फॉर द कर्तृत्व द सेंस ऑफ डुअरशिप इज देर सेंस ऑफ डुअरशिप सो कर्तृत्व द सेंस ऑफ डुअरशिप इज इन बुद्धि एंड दैट्स वन दैट परफॉर्म्स ऑल वैदिक कर्म इत्यादि वाक्यम विज्ञान से आत्मत्व प्रतिपादकम सो दीज ऑल दिस वाक्य आत्मत्व प्रतिपादकम विज्ञानम इज आत्मा एंड दट वॉट दीज स्टेटमेंट इन फैक्ट शो दैर ओके एंड ऑल्सो सर्व संसार जन्मनाश सुखादिक जन्मनाश सुखादिक जीव से विज्ञानमय से संसार कंसिस्टिंग ऑफ जन्म नाश The birth, death, and so on and so forth. The whole chain of birth and death, and all the pain and suffering that is associated with it, belongs to him, belongs to the ham, belongs to the jiva, and also happiness and happiness, whatever it is. All the various experiences that we have, and this whole sense of limitation that goes with it, all of that, samsara, meaning samnek saram is samsara, and that constantly moving from one experience to another, from one birth to another one. The whole limited existence belongs is for whom? Vijnanamaya. It all belongs to this Vijnanamaya. As Vedanta Sara would say, and this is the Jawahar Sarva Jawahar Vodha. Or I think, uh, yeah, uh, in the Vedakatwaram uh, he also says that this is the fellow Jiva, this Karta or Ahankara, he is in fact the one who sustains all the Jawahara. Yehaloka Paraloka Dhami. Who goes to Paraloka? This fellow goes to the heavens or whatever it is, and comes back to this world again, performs karma, again goes to different world, gains experiences, and again comes back. And so he is the jiva, he is samsari, and that's how they say that vijnana or this intellect is atma, it is a self. 
So far we are only watching the same debate. The interesting thing is, this is called Pratham Mallam Nyaya. All this, all our initial rounds of elimination are going on. First fellow who came there was Charvaka. He was eliminated by another Charvaka who says, no, body is not the Atma, sense organ is Atma. That fellow was eliminated by other fellow who says, no, the prana is Atma. He was eliminated by eight other fellow who says, no, mind is Atma. That fellow was eliminated by another one who says, Vijnanam or Buddhi is Atma. He is going to be eliminated by eight another one who will say, Sunyam is Atma. Then we will tackle that fellow. So if you tackle the Prasamalla, the heavyweight champion, then you know automatically tackle the rest of them. And so this is Baudha Avantar Hedasya Sunyavadinaha Matam Dasari. So Baudhas have four schools but two primary schools. One is this Madhyamika and this, these Sunyavadins are called Madhyamikaha. <coughs> and it's Kshanika Vijnanaha one and the Sunyavadinaha the other one. And so Avantar Bhedasya. The another 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 variety of this Bauddha is called Sunyavadina and the Sunyavadi Tasyamatam Dasyadi. Next verse shows the Matam or the opinion or the position of the Sunyavadi who is another school of Buddhism. <coughs> the verse seventy four says Vijnanam Kshanikam Natma Vidyadabhraminesavata So this other school of Buddhism, they say, Vijnanam, Kshanikam, Vijnanam, Na Atma. This Kshanika Vijnanam or constantly changing momentary awareness, which is what we call Buddhi, that cannot be Atma. Why? Because it is momentary. It is momentary thing cannot be Atma. Why? Well, they quote different examples. Vidyadabhraminesavat. There are so many momentary or momentary changing things that we find this in our experience. Vidyat is what? The lightning. Lightning is momentary. Abhra means cloud. Cloud also is momentary. As moment to moment the cloud changes. So moment to moment the cloud keeps on changing. It's shape and things like that. Minesha vata. Minesha means the opening and closing of the eyes. So how the opening of the eyes or closing of the eyes is momentary? How the lightning is momentary? How the cloud also is momentary and Nimeshavat. All these are not Atma. When you say that lightning is Atma, so it's no. Is opening and closing of eye that is Atma? No. Is a cloud Atma? No. Now these are not Atma, but still they are all momentary. Therefore we say that the, elect, uh, the, the uh, lightning is not Atma and lightning is momentary and therefore whatever is momentary is not Atma. So you have to look at the inference here. But we know that lightning is not Atma. Fine. What is the characteristic of lightning? It is momentary. So lightning is momentary and lightning is not the self and therefore whatever is momentary is not the self. The opening and the closing of the eye is momentary. You know? And is that Atma? No. And therefore what is momentary is not Atma. And so also Buddha is momentary. 
Since momentous nature, Hitu is there, therefore, it is not Atma. So by the illustration of Vidyut, Abhra and Nimesha, the lightning, the cloud and the, uh, the batting of the eye, by that we show that what is, whatever is momentary cannot be Atma. Your Vijnanam also is momentary and therefore it cannot be Atma. <coughs> Nimeshavat vidyut chaka chakyavat, footnote number two. Chaka chakya means luster. So vidyut chaka chakya means the luster, the brilliance of the lightning. How there is momentary, it comes and goes away. So what comes and goes away in a moment cannot be atma. And therefore they said, shanikam vijnanam na atma. This momentary aware consciousness or momentary intellect cannot be atma. <coughs> then what is atma? You please tell us. He says, Anyasya Anupalabdhatva. Now, Upalabdhi means perception. And so the final thing that can be perceived or known by us is Buddhi. Beyond that, nothing is perceptible. Anyasya Anupalabdhatva. Beyond Buddhi, we don't see anything at all. When Buddhi is not functioning, well, nothing at all is visible or nothing is perceptible. And therefore, Sunyam Atma iti Madhyamikaha Jaguhu. So this Madhyamika say that the Sunyam is the Atma because beyond Buddhi is not Atma. And Buddhi is the final thing that you perceive. And other than Buddhi you don't perceive anything else. And therefore that nothing is Atma. Or sometimes they say that if you say that the Buddhi is momentary, then it arises and again dies, arises and dies, and then also you need to admit that the two moments are distinct from each other, otherwise they will, it will not be called momentary. So there is no connection between the first moment and the second moment. And so they will ask this question, okay, what is there between the two moments? The first moment has gone, the second moment has not yet arisen, and what is there between the two moments? It's nothingness, shunyam. So that you also may say that atma is shunyam. Or as here it is said, other than buddhi, we don't perceive anything at all. And buddhi is not atma in that for sunyam meaning the void is atma. Non-existence is atma. So we interpret the sunyam to be non-existence. They may not like it, by the way. They may have something else to say, but then if they, these are the possible positions about atma. If they come out and say that our sunyam is no, no, it is really not void, it is something positive existence and so on and so forth, we will find that shunyam means sat. Then you nothing to bother contend with you. Then you are saying something like what we are saying. Or, well, you are saying something which can be dismissed in a different way if it doesn't exactly agree with what we are saying. But in case anybody had, you know, all different possible opinions possible, different potential opinions possible about atma. And so, the shunyam is, this is what Madhimika, anyway, they use the word shunyam. Except that, then you want to say that what we mean by shunyam is not just the void, it's something. If it's something that is bhava-rupam, it is something that is existence. If it is existent, well then it cannot be shunyam, then it has to be some positive entity. But if it is a shunyam or a sub or non-existence, then, well anyway, this is the opinion of nihilists as they are called. Nihilists means they believe that there is no, I mean, there is no, uh, substantiality, or no truth at all in this creation. Everything ultimately oblivion, you know. Everything ultimately resolves into oblivion. 
It comes from oblivion and goes into oblivion. Oblivion is what? Nothingness. And so they say that nothingness is... And you'll be surprised. We think that it is a funny opinion whether any number of people who believe this. Even without studying Buddhism, there are many people who think that this nothingness is the truth of the life. What is there in life? There is nothing, you know. And so life is all, all void. And all nothing, there is nothing at all, no truth. Because of the disappointments and whatever it is. Somehow the life may be such that they find no mm, the meaning in life. So life is meaningless, is without any substance, without any truth. And so they think that oblivion or nothingness is the truth of life. Anyway. Now again, Satrasvitimaha, in order to support this opinion that Atma is non-existent, again they quote Ishruti. <coughs> Even Shruti also says that Atma is Shunya. Where does it say? In what kind of statements? Asadeva Midam. Asadeva Midam means what? As the footnote number three says, Sadhake Ahuhu. Asadeva Midam Grafit. It is Shruti Vakyalo. It is Bhavaha. Sandhagi Upanishad presents this particular Vakya as a Puru Paksha. But anyway, such a Vakya does appear there. The teacher there says, Sadeva Somi Idamagrasit, Ekameva Dvidyam, Sadhake Ahuhu, Adame Asadeva Idamagrasit, Ekameva Dvidyam. Then, Uddhalaka says, Shvetaketum. Hey Shvetaketum, the whole creation was set or existence or truth before its, the whole universe was set before its creation. That the Eke Ahu, there are some who say that the whole universe was non-existence or void before its creation. And Katham Somi Asad Jayata, in fact he asked the question, how is it ever possible that something can come out of nothing? If the whole universe was nothing before its creation, how can something come out of nothing? In this manner, this whole idea of Shunyavada is refuted in Shandhagi Yoganishad. But you can take one little statement. Sadhaike ahuhu asadaiva idamagra asid ekameva dvitiyam iti. They are even called one without a second. Non-existence, one without a second. What can be one and second at a time non-existence? Sankaravara takes the statements and, and, and thrashes it out. But then, uh, or of course, Taitri Upanish also says, asadva idamagra asid satovai sadhyayata idam agre asadasid. The whole universe was asat before the creation, satovai sat ajayata, and from the asat, the sat was born. So Taitriya says, and that's the latter statement. So asadva yudamagrasi. Why does the uh, footnote quote that particular statement? Because asadevedam, that's the word that we show in the sloka, and that asadevedam, that's the exact uh, expression that appears in the statement in Chandogya. Therefore it is quoted. 
क्रिएशन मीनिंग सत और ब्रह्मणी रिकॉर्ड एंड एंड दर्ल्ड इज इफेक्ट दस आइडिया दर एंड सो वट दैट फ्रॉम दैट इज कॉज द इफेक्ट केम आउट एंड सो सो दूटी से असत वॉज दर बिफोर द क्रिएशन असत इज अ कॉज एंड सत इज द इफेक्ट एंड दैट दैट कॉज इज द ट्रूथ ऑफ द इफेक्ट द्ले इज द ट्रूथ ऑफ द पार्ट एंड दैट वर्ड सिमिलरली सत ऑल्सो बिकम द ट्रूथ ऑफ द होल यूनिवर्स इफ असत वॉज द कॉज Asad becomes the truth of the whole universe. Therefore, asad is the truth. So, Shruti also says that the truth of the whole universe is asad, or shunyam, or nothingness. Says the Tita, shunya seva tadrupatve prathiyamanasya jagadha kaagatehi. Shunya seva tadrupatve, fourth footnote, atma suratvaripatve. If you say that shunya is atma, or atma is shunya, the world is nothing, प्रतीयमानस्य जगदह कागति ही हाउ डू एक्सप्लेन दिस जगत ऑफ द क्रिएशन विच इज प्रतीयमान परफेक्टिवल सो वी परसीव दिस होल टेंजिबल क्रिएशन इफ यू से दैट द होल यूनिवर्स इज नॉन टेंजिबल नॉन एक्सिस्टेंट बिफोर क्रिएशन देन हाउ डिज दिस टेंजिबल क्रिएशन कम टू बी बिकॉज समथिंग टेंजिबल कैनॉट कम ऑफ फ्रॉम नथिंग इट इज नेवर अवर एक्सपीरियंस दैट समथिंग कम्स आउट ऑफ नथिंग शंकराचार्यवाशन If something can come out of nothing, then from the horn of my head, I should be able to build a house, you know, because you don't require something in order to create something. So if nothing, something can come out of nothing, then you can create anything because nothing is plenty, and then you can create whatever you want. And that's not the case, and that shows that you always require something for creation of something. And so, how this bhav rogam jagat or this existent creation? How did it come about from non-existence or from shunya? These are questions. Shunya seva atma upatte. If shunya is atma or atma is shunyam, pratiyamana se jagatah kaagati. How will you explain this tangible creation? They will simply explain. Who says it is tangible? Who says there is creation? Where is creation? They don't say it is a tangible creation at all. भाव रूपम जगत भाव रूप मीन सम कैंड ऑफ पॉजिटिव एग्जिस्टेंस इज नो इज नो भाव रूपम यू ऑल्सो अगेन विथ यू दैट भाव भाव मीन्स एग्जिस्टेंस कैनॉट कम ऑफ फ्रॉम नॉन एग्जिस्टेंस वी ऑल्सो एग्री एक्सेप्ट दू टू से दैट देर इज नथिंग वेर एग्जिस्ट सो दे इनफैक्ट अफेक्ट यू लाइक दिस दू सेज दैट देर इज क्रिएशन एट ऑल वी से दैट देर इज नो टेंजेबल क्रिएशन वॉट एवर What you consider is tangible creation is in fact nothing but a kalpana or a projection of the mind. All there is is sanitary jnanam, this momentary consciousness 
और इस मोमेंटरी बुद्धि इज ऑल वेरी इन मोमेंट टू मोमेंट कॉन्स्टेंटली प्रोजेक्टेड दिस होल यूनिवर्स दे नो सस्टेंशियलिटी देर इज नो कंटिन्यूटी डेट पर वॉट यू कॉल दिस क्वांटम थियरी वो वर्ल्ड इज वेयर बिल्ट इन देयर बिकॉज वे नेवर एक्सेप्टेड कंटिन्यूटी एट ऑल दिस चारवाकार मथियाल इज नेवर एक्सेप्टेड कंटिन्यूटी दिस बौद्धाज ऑल्सो नेवर एक्सेप्टेड कंटिन्यूटी एट ऑल एंड सो दैट देर इज नथिंग कंटिन्यूअस दिस इज डिस्क्रीटनेस खनिका मीन्स वॉट डिस्क्रीटली चेंजिंग डिस्क्रीट कॉन्शियसनेस एंड सो दैट डिस्क्रीटनेस is is what is accepted by them and they say that there is nothing continue they also say that continuity is just an appearance is a notion and they give the illustration of a flame so we think that the flame is there continuously but moment to moment new flame is arising or better somebody may think that that screen the movie theater you know in the screen some continuity is there that continuously these things are moving In fact, it only consists of discrete frames, and so also the whole universe is discrete. There is no continuity at all, and we say that there is. It is moment to moment projected. So therefore, they are called subjectivists, you know, or subjective idealists, or whatever they call them. So I, the idea is that there is nothing objective in the creation at all. All there is is subject. I or Khanika Vijnanam is a subject, or the self is only reality. And moment to moment, the world is projected. So, what is projected also is the same self. But because of all the non-discrimination, we divide this whole thing into subject and object. And so, we brand objectivity upon the universe. There is no objectivity. There is no tangibility. There is no reality. All there is is shanika vijnanam, constantly assuming these different patterns. Moment to moment, the patterns are changing, and that's all the reality there is. There is no solid reality behind it all, and therefore, jnanam jnanatmakam sarvam jagat. The entire creation, jnanam jnanat jnanatmakam of the nature of the knowledge and the known. That's all the creation is. So, creation of the nature of the knower, the knowledge and the known. All of this is what bhanti kalpitam. Bhanti kalpitam is something that is projected on account of brahma or delusion. Meaning, it is nisvarupam. It doesn't have any substantiality at all. Nisvarupam. It is void. Void alone appears in the form of this universe at all. It is void or shunyam that alone by bhanti or or on account of delusion appears as the whole universe. And therefore, they do not accept any object as different from subject. They do not accept any vyavaharika satta or any any tangible or even the the objective reality at all. According to them, there is only pratyabhasik sattva or subjective reality alone, and so this is how they explain the creation of the universe. <coughs> and thus they say that sunyam or void or nothingness is the Atman. <coughs> okay. Om Purnamada. पूर्णमिदम पूर्णत्पूर्णमुदे पूर्ण से पूर्णमादा पूर्णमेवशिष्य ओ शाति 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 शंकर शंकराचार्य केशव बादरायण 
सूत्रभाष्यु वंदे भगवत ईश्वरो गुरुरात्मे मूर्ति भेद विभागिने व्योम व्याप्तेहाय दक्षिणमूर्त नम ओ शातिशाशा हरि ओ श्री गुरुभ्यो